Hello, my name is Spence Robertson, host of An Advent Observed, speaking to you from the Blue Ridge Mountains in Boone, North Carolina. This week, we will hear from seven devotional speakers as they share their faith perspective on the theme of joy. Today, we hear from John David Bryant. What is joy? When I think of joy, I think of the first time I saw our baby boy, Sean, the night he was born in the birthing suite. I think of the sound of my great-grandmama's voice when she spoke my name and the feelings I felt in that moment. I think of the first time that a puppy chose me over all the other people in the house and went on to become my dog, loving everybody else but my dog. Joy to me can feel like we're chosen, that we are seen, we are valued, we are known. So when I think of joy, I think of the connection that is there that takes us back to the source of our, uh, our enrapturement, the source of our delight, the source of all of the positive feelings that overwhelm us. And, uh, and what does rejoice mean? But to return back to that, right, we return back to the source of our joy. In my faith, joy, joy is the, I think, the driving force to, to keep on keeping on, to keep going forward. That um, and no matter what dark thing is out there, no matter what dark diagnosis or tragedy that's there before us, we, there is still an overwhelming goodness to which we can uh, connect, to which we can find meaning and and overwhelming um, feelings of goodness. Those things are there to be found if we look for them. Where I have experienced this in my own life is uh, a time when my great-grandmother, uh, Ardelia Joyce Bryant, had experienced um, a disease we would come to know as Alzheimer's, and she had gotten uh, to the place and the disease where you forget people's names. And of course, um, I happened to be there in 1970. Uh, five, it's Christmas, I'm in kindergarten, and on this day, though, this, this great-grandmama of mine recognized me while my kindergarten class was there at Fairhaven Nursing Home, and she asked for me to go over to her, and my kindergarten teacher, knowing my family situation, gave me the joy of spending that entire morning with my great-grandmama, um, who I had not seen at that point in almost a year and a half. But it was powerful and amazing. So even in the dark space of Alzheimer's, there, there came a moment of recognition that brought joy to my great-grandmama, but also joy to me. Um, I chose joy because oftentimes um, joy for me is a matter of making a decision to choose to prioritize my life in a specific way. I was taught by another great-grandmother, Maddie Martha, Mary Martha Wells Howard, Maddie, that um, joy is ordering our life in this way. Jesus, others, you. If we prioritize our, prioritize our lives around Jesus, others, and you, then we are prioritizing our life in a way that's not self-centered, but other-centered, Christ-centered. And th that practice that I employ as a discipline, um, it, it's, it's important to me. 
and that's how I choose to 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 find ways to to live and move in the world that bring joy to myself and to others by not making it all about me, but making it about Christ, making it about the other. Um, I think if there's a takeaway here for you, it's probably to discover where um, discover where joy may be found in your life. You might discover it by asking yourself a question, is Jesus first? Are, are Jesus and others taking place above me? Um, am I loving myself above everyone else? Am I focusing on myself to the exclusion of all else? And if you do that in this Advent season, you might discover tremendous joy by putting into practice the opposite, Jesus first, others second, you, and of course, third, and last in that. Um, how does joy make me feel? Tender, uh, a, a little bit, a little bit um, vulnerable, actually a lot vulnerable, because when people know what brings us joy, they also know a place where we can be easily wounded, right? Um, so talking about joy does make me feel vulnerable. Does joy challenge me? Sometimes, sometimes, because when we face things that are so incredibly dark or so incredibly evil or so incredibly excruciatingly painful, it is incredibly difficult to choose joy. And sometimes we can't. Sometimes we just can't in that moment. And, and that for me can be very scary. Um, how joy guides my interactions with others is a, uh, comes down to um, being centered on them, celebrating the things that make them happy, helping them to discover ways that they themselves are gifts, and, uh, and help them to find ways to help others to discover how they themselves in their turn are also gifts. So that's what joy is to me. Um, so today, ponder joy. Ponder how you choose it. Ponder where you've had it. Ponder how you might need to return to it, rejoice, return to the source of your joy. And if it seems that your life isn't joyful, maybe try my great-grandmama Howard's approach. Ask yourself, is my challenge here to find joy because Jesus is not first and, and others are not ahead of me? Have I made things about myself? And if the answer to that is yes, then repent. And put Jesus first, others second, and you go lower. Why? Because the, the kingdom of heaven, the joyful kingdom of heaven that it is, is a, is a, it's kind of a go lower model. We're not a climb the ladder, we're a go lower kind of institution. And that's a beautiful and joyful thing. You have been listening to an Advent Observed. Tune in tomorrow as we continue on the theme of joy. Until then, God be with you.